But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. Because every little girl watching tonight sees that this is a country of possibilities. I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome y'all to Holden Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we go deep and figure out how the courts impact our culture. We're going to break it down for you from gavel straight to your news feed. And I promise y'all this every single week, we're going to keep it a buck. Right, Dustin Ross? you damn right, Ebony. And I'm here to say hello and, and give a shout out to all of the uh, present and future women leaders who are glowing up and basking in the glory of our MVP, yes. our Madam Vice President-elect. Uh, Kamala Harris. So, yes, let's hold court. Let's hold court. You know, Dustin, I, I got to say, I think we both got we some black melon and glowing today. <sighs> <laughs> it just, just feels smiling. so good. The joy is just emanating off of me. Yeah. And I really did not realize the, the hold that mm. the last four years of darkness had on me until I, I felt that joy this weekend. So You know, I didn't yeah. realize I was so overwhelmed with emotion. And I know we're going to get mm-hmm. uh, later into the show, into the specifics of where we were when yes. we heard the news, the exact moments of how we felt. And I know for me, Dustin, it was a process. It mm-hmm. wasn't one feeling. Mm-hmm. It was a range of emotion. And we'll get into that. But what I could tell you is I I feel like Whitney. Everyone falls. Hey, listen here. Shoop. We didn't exhale. Exhaled. Every... Okay. Like... <sighs> for the first time in four years, yeah. and not to even be dramatic, because like you said, I didn't even realize the weight I was carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, four years ago when um, that fat-ass Trump was elected, oh, yeah. I uh, was working at Fox News Channel. and God bless you. Uh, listen, doing work that was important and needed, mm-hmm. but heavy, mm-hmm. but heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and literally I st- in the lion's den. Literally in the lion's den. And I... I'm, I say that not for sympathy because uh, I did that willingly. That mm-hmm. was voluntary work at that time uh, because somebody needed to correct the false, shitty, dangerous narratives Check coming out of um, the news organization there. But it was so normalized, Dustin. What I'm saying is I was in that in the trenches, mm-hmm. that it was normalized, what was happening to this country, the darkness in mm-hmm. which we were uh, engulfing ourselves and so I couldn't even allow myself, even as Biden and Kamala Harris started to look towards a victory, yes. not until that 270 was met, Yes. could I breathe? Nope. Could I breathe? It really felt like that. And like you said, we'll get into that more later in the show, but I'm just today and yesterday and, and the past 48 hours, really, I've just been overjoyed. I have. I'm very, very happy. I feel a sense of peace that I didn't even know I was missing. So Yeah, yeah. optimism, happiness, um, hope. Glo- uh, you know, the work is not done. We know this. At all. Uh, we're going to talk about exactly what needs to continue to be done and done even more so, actually, mm-hmm. because Biden and Kamala have been successful here and America has yeah. been successful. Uh, I want to say special shout out. This episode, Dustin, is dropping, of course, on Veterans Day. Wow. And, and I think that's not a mistake. I think when you talk about a democracy being uh, allowed to move forward, we have to thank our troops. We, we have, have to think, to. yeah, the man, the men and women, rather, of our military. Uh, and, and people talk about and they indict the patriotism of black America too much for my taste. Mm-hmm. I don't like the shit at all. When you and I both know that black men and women have since its inception, I'm talking about since the Revolutionary War, served this country with Absolutely. great honor. With Absolutely. great honor. Um, and despite our continued second-class citizenship, 
it is very much our people, Dustin, that also do the work that primarily even get on those front lines and do the work of making us a more perfect union. Yeah. So shout out to all of our veterans. Shout out to them. We love you. Thank you. Amen. Um, all right. So with that, we're going to get into Kamala and Joe's success and, and, and victory in a second. But first, we got to hit this docket. Let's do it. Let's go. You know, it's a recurring story every damn week on the docket with Dr. Dre. I just can't understand what it is. Like, God damn. They needed to bust up if it was this damn bad. <laughs> you told him what to do. You tell him, keep it playing. Keep it playing. That's all you got to do. But it looked like he's having a little trouble. What's he's going on? a lot of trouble, Dustin. Okay, so now the latest filing, Nicole and her lawyers, they're about to bury Dre with paperwork, first yeah. of all. And I called that. You did. I said, from jump, whatever you think of her rights to half of his you know, multi-billion dollar fortune or what have you let's just put our thinking caps on take Mm -hmm. the emotion out of it Mm -hmm. you know and what's the cleanest cheapest way for him to get out of this settle this shit quit and let it go somewhere but instead the fighting continues so this week dustin nicole and her legal team are filing paperwork legal documents to figure out if dre's ever had any paternity suits outside the marriage they were married for 24 years um nicole and her legal team want to know it's like um they're going on a fishing expedition is what we call it in the law because there's no uh reason to believe that he has had uh children outside the marriage but they just want to know for sure so is there's obviously a motivation behind this right of course and it's about that cash or that ass. Yeah. And in this case, it's really cash and ass. You want to know if his ass was out in these streets <laughs> having other, other kids. That's right. And then she wants to know if his cash was being spent, their community cash mm-hmm. was being spent to support these alleged children. So if it is proven that that did, in fact, take place, what does that mean for her moving forward? That means that she will have, she will basically be legally entitled to a sense of reimbursement. Oh, really? Potentially. Potentially. Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking to see, Dustin, did Dre have paternity suits during this marriage, unbeknownst to Nicole, mm-hmm. was he paying child support to children she didn't know about? Mm-hmm. And if so, maybe there's a case for her to be reimbursed because those are community assets he was using to provide for independent children. Now it's messy though. So let me let me <sighs> let me put this in, in, in your a feather in your cap, as my grandmother would say, mm-hmm. Dustin. Um, it's messy though because under the law, it is an assumption that community property would go to provide for those children. Yeah. So I want to be clear here. It's not a simple cut and dry, oh, if you have, quote, outside kids, you know, that's what we be calling Yeah, outside them. babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know he got to come outside. He got some little outside yeah. babies, you know. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the outside babies that were Woo! still brought up in love, right? That's right. Um, it's, it's common belief that outside babies are not to be supported with joint Property, not true. Um, there's this is where it's a it's a real litigation point yeah. because and and men and women need to know this. If you are married and your spouse has a quote outside baby, don't think that's on them. No, 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 baby, that's on y'all. y'all. <laughs> yeah, and know that if you are the higher earner, despite that person's infidelity or what have you, it's on you. It's on you. Damn. Yeah, and and the parent, because it could be a mother or father, of course, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They absolutely legally can come for your earnings as well. Your earnings as well. So just know that. Man, every day another reason not to have children. Woo! Listen. <laughs> every day I or find something else. I ain't having no Yeah, damn just, kids. you know, strap it up. Okay. Um, yeah, Make it's... you not even want to pull it out. Fuck it. I just keep it in. I can't even. <laughs> just just lay in it. I ain't even Dustin, got it no more. You know I can't. What I'm <laughs> I cannot with you. I just you. don't want the trouble. Um, it, it's a lot of trouble. And speaking of, this is messy. So this is the latest. Let's just run it back. Okay. We're, uh, Nicole is ultimately trying to void the prenup. Mm-hmm. 
that that was signed all those years ago. Uh, Dre's then saying she supposedly embezzled up for three hundred million dollars. Like that's a lie. That's a big claim. There's a domestic violence claim here, Dustin, underneath, yeah, and that's real serious, yeah. right? You know, um, all of this kind of this is a lot of typical divorce shit we're seeing. But that domestic violence claim, you know, I'm on the board at Safe Horizon. I take uh, violence against women, children, and men very Absolutely. seriously. Um, so I hope that's there's no truth to that, but we'll see. Uh, and then, of course, again, her initial claim of wanting two million a month. Uh, was denied, but you know that's going to be revisited. That is not the end of that. I tell you what, they did do right though. Okay, they have a daughter named mm. Truly, and she has been online checking the shit out of people about her mama and, and her daddy. Good. And so, I, if nothing well, else, at least like they truly. did it. Truly, she gonna let you know. <laughs> truly okay? gonna let you know. Truly gonna let you know. Truly. So, yeah, so uh, <laughs> shout out to her. Damn, I, I hope they can figure that out. Yeah, I, I, he need to really be listening to Holding Court, Dre, and keep he it do. what? Keep it player. Keep it player. You the one said it ain't nothing but a G thing, nigga. Live Can't it. Walk you. it like you talk it. Walk it like you talk it. All right, next up on the docket, uh, D, we got Lori Harvey, a beautiful girl. Yes. Um, but Lori's going to now be facing a two-year probationary sentence. Okay. Uh, I want to break that down so people understand. So we might recall Lori was involved in a hit and run, mm-hmm. okay, and it was all over social media. Mm-hmm. We even saw the pictures of her at the scene mm-hmm. of the accident FaceTiming with Steve Harvey. Which made me question the run part, but I guess you'll explain that to me later. Because how you run if you're standing there next to the, you know, She couldn't police? go nowhere. Well, she was trying to, according to the fact. Dustin, this is very messy as well. Lori basically was in her G wagon, okay, hundred thousand dollar G wagon. Allegedly was seen texting at the wheel. Okay, okay. So there's no alcohol because normally with a hit and run, I'm gonna just tell you normally how this looks in court. Mm -hmm. Somebody been drinking, smoking, doping. There's a reason to run. There's a reason to run. Yeah. Here. No allegations necessarily of that I'm aware of. It's more so that somebody saw her and was able to witness that she was texting and driving. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we know is an, that's equivalent to inebriation. Yeah. You know, that's a distraction to the point where you're going to be very liable mm-hmm. for any, any harm that you cause as mm-hmm. a result of that. So I believe what happened was she was seen texting and driving. Uh, she hit a Prius. So mm-hmm. imagine... Big, mm. Just the optics. So mm. this big, heavy-ass metal <laughs> tank of luxury a G-Wagon, yeah. $100,000 plus luxury tank. Don't ask me why I know that. Okay, we just Shout out to Gloria. Shout out to my mama Gloria, <laughs> who may be very aware of what a damn G-Wagon costs. Okay. We'll talk about it off air. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Lori's in her G-Wagon, mm-hmm. and she hits a pr- little tiny Prius, mm-hmm. uh, and then... The G-Wagon flips on its side. Yeah. And this is actually important, Dustin, because that's a heavy-ass truck. Yeah. I know you've been in a few. I, you know, I, I didn't close a door to I know. You it's know, a, a heavy-ass yeah. door. <laughs> so if, imagine the impact, though, mm-hmm. for real, that, that has to occur for this G-Wagon to flip on its side. She's not able to even get out on her own. The Man. driver of the Prius actually helps her out. So this is where it's real crazy, and then you try to run? Come on, Lori. So the driver was in the Prius, parked. Mm-hmm. Parked. She hit the car. Yep. Because when you hear that someone hit a parked car, you think, like, no one was inside. But anyway, so they were in there. Mm-hmm. She hits it. Obviously, she was not hitting the brakes at all in order for her to hit a parked car and then flip and that flip. heavy-ass G-Wagon over. Yeah. And he got out and helped her. He got out and helped her, and then she, they said, was confused, was mm-hmm. the, the word on the police report kind of aimlessly trying to casually walk away like she was not involved. That Smart didn't work. 
<laughs> that was about as smooth as when I tried to walk away with them Stuart Weiss bits out of the store. <laughs> Back in the day. That shit don't work. That dazed and confused pretty girl defense. Ain't nobody oh, buying that shit. Damn, Lori. Damn. <laughs> I tried it too, Lori. I ain't even bad at yeah. the system, but it, it shit don't work. And so uh, law enforcement was already on scene very quickly, mm-hmm. was able to get her apprehended. What's interesting, though, is that she was not arrested on the scene. That's that FaceTime. That's that FaceTime. <laughs> oh, this Steve Harvey's mm-hmm. uh, sta- uh Daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all ain't going to arrest her. Yeah. Okay? And that's what it was. You <laughs> that's know? what it was. So they made her sign a promissory note to appear in court, which mm-hmm. she did do. And that's what we're seeing today. So essentially now, Lori pled no contest. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you, Dustin, about a no contest plea because there's a lot of confusion about what that means. She ended up pleading no contest to one misdemeanor count of resisting arrest. Uh, looks like in exchange, that's what a plea bargain is. Mm-hmm. So the bargain is you plead guilt, no contest. Put a pin in that to this one misdemeanor count, okay. and they dismissed the hit and run uh, count with damage to property. So okay. that's the bargain. And remember, okay. y'all, as, y- as y'all are offered or enter into or even think about entering into plea bargains, make sure you get in a bargain. Yeah, <laughs> the word, the key word is deal. Okay? Deal, right? If there's no exchange, if you're not coming out better, I see you in court. Take that shit to trial. <laughs> now let's Free talk game. about no contest. Uh, a lot of people, Dustin especially when I was uh, practicing in North Carolina and whatnot, you know, Ms. Williams, I want to I want to plead no contest, no contest. And they think they're pleading not guilty. Yeah. No. No. When you plead no contest, which is totally your right to do, not advising in, against it or for it, but I want people to be clear, Dustin Ross, it has the legal impact of a guilty plea. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And people think they're somehow, like, less guilty when they plead no contest or they're saving themselves. Legally speaking, it is no different. Well, to me, it's a literal interpretation of the words. I'm not contesting what you're saying that I did. Well, you know, you're smarter than the average bear, You know, I wasn't. I ain't fucking with it. I ain't do it. (laughs) No, damn it. Right, that's a not guilty (laughs) plea. So if if your position is, I am factually innocent, I did not do what I'm accused of doing, let's take it to trial, you Mm -hmm. got to plead not guilty. Mm -hmm. I'm harping on this is because I don't want people out here thinking they're pleading no contest and serving some uh, halfway innocence. Yeah. On a pl- no, you're not. You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. If you if you are indeed innocent and you plead no contest, you need to look at that shit. Yeah. You I know. didn't like what they made her plea to, though. The mm-hmm. uh, resisting arrest or whatever it was. Mm. To me, having that on your record, it just looks bad. You know what I mean? Why it couldn't they have given bad. her something else? Well, what we don't know is, and I'm going to push you back on you, my dear co-counsel, okay. we don't know that they made her plead to shit. Oh, you're right. You know, I guess so. Right? So this is her and her legal team. Well, how this goes, backdoor dealings, DAs offer deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then defense can, can counter. Mm-hmm. And so they could have easily, because I've done this before. You make a very good point. What you plead guilty to, that is your record. Yeah. Okay? And, and make no mistake about it. This no contest plea is essentially a guilty plea. I don't like them putting that on that black girl. So I don't then like that. what... Her legal team could have done it. I don't know that they didn't do it. Is at least ask the question. Hey, we'd rather wear the -hmm. hit and run Mm -hmm. than the resistant. Mm -hmm. Because I agree with you. From a legal tactical standpoint, it is more uh, disadvantage to have a resisting law enforcement on your record. Now, it could be that they... They asked and were denied, mm-hmm. and so it was take it or leave it, which is probably what happened. I'm going to guess Lori More Harvey likely, had yeah. the best legal team available uh, with, that, yeah. with that family feud money. Okay, for real. Okay, That's Marjorie's baby. Listen, you know she having that. She's, yeah, she's going to have the best, and I'm sure they probably tried to make the best deal they could. I'm assuming this was it. Mm-hmm. So they, they made her wear that. Also, when you're doing these kind of deals, Dustin, often— 
the law enforcement or the complaining witness, if you will, they're privy to the mm-hmm. term. So it could be that the officer was like, nah, she got to wear that. I've seen that. Wow. You know, where law enforcement, um, call it whatever, getting their feelings, feel strongly. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't there. You know, who knows? Maybe it was um, a valid uh, contention there. Either way, right. a lot of people have to sign off on dismissal of charges and plea deals. I just yes. want to put that out there. So she pled no contest to one misdemeanor count, got the other dismissed. She does not go to jail. Very Thank important God. here. Thank God this sister will not do any jail time. But she is on two years of probation. I want to talk about probation. Probation on its face is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a way to avoid uh, what we call an active sentence. That's the legal term, a jail sentence. However, sometimes probation can be a setup. Here's mm-hmm. what I mean. Everybody ain't cut out for probation. No. Dustin. <laughs> you know, I'm just, <laughs> what I say at the intro? I'm going to keep it a buck. We have to. They are not. Some people are not because a lot of times probation, always probation comes with terms mm-hmm. and conditions. Mm-hmm. That's and your catchphrase. terms and I conditions. Love. I love it. Uh, and the terms and conditions of probation often include the following. Staying clear of drugs and alcohol, Mm -hmm. um, even to the point of having to be tested randomly randomly and frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, Maintaining employment throughout Mm -hmm. the course of your probation. Also, just staying out of trouble and making sure you get no additional charges. I can't tell you how difficult that is for some clients of mine. Okay, (laughs) so I just say all that to say probation can can be a great option. I think it's going to be a great option for Lori Harvey. We don't know of her getting into any previous trouble. We don't. don't expect her to get into any more. However, for our good jurors out there listening to holding court, listen up now. Know yourself. Know yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes. It's better to go ahead and serve that quick hit active sentence. Yep. Do you a quick 30 days, 60 days, even 90 days. Yep. Get in, get out, and keep it keep it pushing. Yep. Because sometimes, the, especially two-year, three-year-long probationary sentences, what you do is you get violated for mm-hmm. violating one of those orders. You, 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 your P-test comes back dirty. You're drugged, <sighs> da, 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 And now you're looking at an even longer active sentence. More charges. More, more time. time. Deeper record. Be a setup. So you see what I'm saying? And, and I wanted to just break that down for people because people hear, oh, probation, great. She got off. No, no, the fuck she didn't. She's really on. She's for on. The next two years. That's what she is. That's what she is. And for her, again, it looks like it's going to be a great ending. But for some others that struggle with staying employed, staying out of trouble, drugs and alcohol, what have you, just think long and hard mm-hmm. about whether or not probation is really for you. Yeah, because it may not be. It well, may damn, not be. Lori. <laughs> yeah, Lori gonna keep it cute though. I feel I feel confident about that. Last on our docket, and this one just I, I got to tell you I don't I don't like it. Um, I don't like what's happening here legally, but but I want to get your take on it too, Dustin. Judge orders only one trial for all four of the former cops charged in the killing of George Floyd, uh, and also uh, the change of venue attempts were denied, and the case is gonna stay in Minneapolis. Uh, I don't like it. I'm going to tell you why. You got Derek Chauvin. You have uh, Toe, Tao, mm-hmm. Thomas Lane, and Jay Alexander King all charged. Different charges, though. And yeah. this is why I don't like it. Chauvin, who is the one that we see his picture the most, mm-hmm. of the white dude, one of the white dudes, charged with second and third degree murder, also a second degree manslaughter charge. All of the other three officers, Dustin, only charged with aiding and abetting. That's a vast discrepancy. In the type of charges? Sound like some bullshit to me. So one trial? I don't like it at all. No. 
it doesn't make sense to me at all for that specific reason. And I think this is their way of rushing things, trying mm. to just get whatever the process is over with as quickly as they can. Now, no, all their assets you. should be charged with murder, not a, just aiding and abetting. Right. They all need to be charged with some kind of corollary to murder or and, and or manslaughter. I like both me because too. you're giving the jury some options. Give them all. Throw, them, throw the book at their ass. All of them. And then I don't like that they're all being tried together because, like I said, the discrepancy between the alleged crimes is too great. How is that even possible? Though, like, it's in the, it's what you said basically. You said it in layman's terms, but they're trying to hurry the shit up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's we call it uh, it's in the uh, interest of an effective and efficient judiciary. That's the legal reasoning, but it's a it's a complicated way to say make the shit go away quick. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, I want to read this statement from Ben Crump. Um, Ben Crump's a legend in the game. He represents many, 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 many families um, from the culture that sadly lose their loved ones to police violence, uh, police murder. This is what Ben Crump says. He says, quote, We are gratified that the court preserved eight of the nine charges against Derek Chauvin, including the more serious second-degree murder charge, for which we expect a conviction based on the clear and evident use of excessive force that we all saw on video. We will continue to fight for justice in the civil courts and will advocate both for justice in the criminal system and for meaningful police reforms. The family of George Floyd has confidence that Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison will make sure that the officers are held accountable to the full extent of the law based on the evidence that we witnessed on the videotape. Second mention of that videotape in that statement. (laughs) So he letting you know it's on tape. Look at the tape. Here's the problem, though, and this is not an indictment of Ben Crump. This is an indictment of our legal system. You know what else, what else was on tape? <laughs> Brother Rodney King getting beat within an yeah, inch of his life. And yeah. we still about to drop that episode yeah, on yeah. holding court. Don't forget that's in our back pocket. Uh, ooh, uh, just wait. Just wait. Just and wait. so we know that just because it's on tape, Dustin. Don't mean shit. Don't really mean shit. And so while I appreciate Ben Crump's spoken optimism here, this is the same reason I couldn't exhale about this damn election till I saw yeah. that two seventy. Yeah, you'll ne- you just like you never know what an electorate will do. You never know what a jury will do. Never. And you can't put nothing past them. So I don't like that all these officers are being tried together in one trial. I don't like that they didn't do the change of venue because the emotions of Minneapolis are so raw that objectivity will be lost. So I don't like either one of these rulings, Dustin. Uh, obviously, you know we're going to cover this thing. Uh, from gavel to gavel. I actually want to just publicly in this moment invite uh, Brother Attorney Ben Crump to holding court. Please come kick it with us. Come kick it with us, uh, we got Attorney questions, Crump. Ben. Attorney Crump, excuse me. <laughs> you got real comfortable. Yeah. Real quick. Because I want to know what the hell is going on. <laughs> you, you said, know? Ben. I feel like we're going to have one of them kind of conversations. Now, look no, it's here, family. Ben. Yeah, it's you family. Yeah. It, this is family, and, and we have a lot of mutual friends uh, and and I've known Ben, you know, casually throughout the legal profession for years. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a good conversation to get. Listen, there's this tactical play that all attorneys must do here. And I like what he's doing. I just want to know maybe some of the the kind of back channel expectations yes. Yes. for the family, yeah. for the family um, and what the preparation could be if and when. And I hate to say it. But because the laws are what they are, I don't think any of these officers are going to see any fucking convictions. I don't either. And so now what? So with that perfect transition, we are uh, going to leave that right there. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Dustin, we are talking about all of the feels. Um, What's this election? What Kamala as vice president elect? What Joe Biden as president elect? What it means for us? What it means for the culture and this nation? 
All right, stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. Now, Dustin, before the break, uh, we were talking about all the feels yes, that we Lord. have, um, especially because uh, my good soul war. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't going to let Talk nobody forget that. Talk your uh, shit. Kamala Harris yes. is now the vice president-elect of the United States of America. Say it one more time, um, Ebony, please. My soul war, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. vice president-elect of the United States of America. And before I go on to talk about who our president is, I just want to put it out there because it's a lot of speculation. Dustin Ross, not you, and really not anybody, including my dear mother, Gloria. Y'all can't tell me shit. (laughs) You know, not for the next four years. Probably not the next eight because either, you know, Brother Biden not going to run again because he's elderly mm-hmm. and Kamala's just going to go ahead and run for that presidency. Then she might get two terms. Yep. So it, 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 it could be four, eight, 12 or even 16 years for it y'all, sure could, any of y'all could tell me a motherfucking thing. A motherfucking thing. And I knew that when she was announced as the nominee. I was like, you put your uh, video up with yep. your, your mug and you had your pinky in the air. And Listen. I just love to hit see it. hit him with it. the Esquire. You sure did. Okay. Listen. I, this is just such a wonderful feeling. It's such a beautiful thing to see. Mm. Um, the first female vice president is also the first black I love it. female vice say, president. Say that part like, one more time. Black. Female, okay, black, Kamala, black, deal with it. You motherfuckers black, are saying Howard that University, now. Black, Howard University, black, Alpha Kappa Alpha, first black sorority Thank established. You. There we go. That's Ugh. it. No, it's great. And listen, even, not even, that's such the shade of the day. I'm about to say even Biden. Yeah, <laughs> But I mean, that. you know, if there's ever been a hashtag, that's it. I, I really, you know, it's an honest POV. That's where we yeah. all were coming from yeah. with this. And we are happy to see it. I I am so overjoyed. So overjoyed. And I'm going to tell you why. One of the things that made me the most disgusted about Donald Trump being in office and people like Kanye West running Mm -hmm. for president is that there's so many young people seeing this happen. So many young people who are just able to vote, who are just aging into this uh, section of life where they can make these kind of decisions. Have their voices heard. Have their voices heard. And so to see a shift, a pivot like that, to to see people choose the right thing, to see people Mm. choose goodness as opposed to this hate. Yeah, it just, it sends the right message to to impressionable minds. And so... Listen, I'm going to just go ahead and tell complete transparency here, Dustin. You know, mm because we're friends Mm -hmm, off this this show, I'm really thinking about bringing a child into this world. Mm -hmm, You know, um, yeah, my eggs is they old, they cracked, they scrambled. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping it's one good one left. It's, it's in there, Evan. It's in there. It's a couple of them. In it's there. a couple. I got some on ice, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping not to go to the reserve. Mm-hmm. I hope I got a, uh, just one Let's good one in house. In house, yeah. uh-huh. I like that. Um, but in all sincerity, as I think about bringing a child into this world and into this society, uh, which will be a black child. Yes, it will. Okay, and the world will see it as such. Mm-hmm. I want to be intentional about the world that that child will be reared in. And I didn't like bringing no kid into the, into Trump's America. Hell no. I didn't like it. No. And um, was really sickened at the thought of it. And so the fact that, I'm like, well, she, let me hurry up. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, <laughs> and have, have this baby. 
<laughs> so then literally, you never, you never know. What I just say, you never know what an electorate will do. And so at least for the next four years, and that's really where these eggs need to be yeah. laid anyway. Look, perfect timing. Uh, perfect yeah. timing. Um, for hopefully, seriously, though, Dustin, my child, whether it be female or male, mm-hmm. because we're talking a lot, and I've been speaking a lot about what this moment means for young women and young yes. girls and young black girls. And yes, but it is as important for young men. If not more. If not more. And young black men at that. So this is beautiful. I'm so happy. Dustin, I want to know where were you specifically when the 270 threshold was met? Who told you? How'd you find out? I'm about to tell you it's a very black situation. So just wait. Just wait. Welcome back to Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. Now, Dustin, I want to know where were you specifically when the 270 threshold was met? I was actually, (laughs) I was um, recording, I was narrating a documentary, right? So I was recording the voiceovers for this narration, right? Okay. And my sister started blowing my phone up. So I'm like, you know I'm working. What's going on? So I'm like, hello? They called it. They called it. I was like... They caught it. She was like, yes. And as soon as she said that, I heard the outside just erupt mm. outside of my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I just went right out the window and started yelling with everybody else, speaking to my neighbors. I was so yeah. happy. So happy. <sighs> it was so good. So, you know, I, as I said on last week's episode, went into this election with cautious optimism. Yes. But the first word was what? Cautious. cautious. And I really carried that even when it looked like Georgia was about to go blue. It definitely looked like Pennsylvania. I mean, it looked like Biden was going to run the table at the end. Yes, it did. Yeah. You know, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Georgia. It looked good. Really good. It was almost a Boston. It was like we was playing spades. Yeah, listen. Run it up. Run it up. I couldn't even fully get excited because... This nation has broken my heart. So many times. So many times. So I couldn't. But So somebody, actually, I'm going to just say, my castmate. Okay. Leah McSweeney. Okay. Leah started calling me. I said, Leah, girl, if you don't get off my damn phone, I'm trying to get this sushi. I was downtown running the air. That bitch was hungry. And she's like, um, Biden won. Biden won. I'm like, girl, you buy Leah. Because, uh-huh. you know, Leah Leah gets very excitable. Okay. You know, I'm the calm in the storm. Okay. Leah's like on 100. I was like, girl, bye, Leah. Get off my phone. I'm going to call you back. And so I literally went to, now I didn't go to some of the, the cable news outlet sources because I don't really know what they do in these days. Yeah. I went to NPR. Okay. For me, that's a trusted source. I, I, said, I agree. When NPR say that shit was at 270. You better believe it. And then I got emotional. You did. And, um, your video was beautiful that you posted on your Instagram, though, Ebony. Thank you, baby. I almost didn't post it, Dustin, because, you know, I'm used to being Miss Polished mm-hmm. and Miss Pretty Powerful and having my... Mm-hmm. And I was clearly not <laughs> in that video. My <laughs> uh, sister had just woke up. and um, But I wanted I wanted to share my, my raw reaction. Yeah, because in I real felt, time. In real time. Mm-hmm. I could have easily waited till I got home, ate my little sushi mm-hmm. rolls, and, you know, and put, put a little concealer, together. and, and and yeah, and I didn't even want to do all that. No. I was like, this is what I, I'm experiencing mm-hmm. in real time. And it was a combination of overwhelmed, shock, um, delight, um, so proud. And, and, and I wore, and I'm going to post my picture uh, black Lawyers Matter. Yeah, I was wearing my Black Lawyers Matter sweatshirt. Just happenstance. 
You know, just just a little lightweight weekend flex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all it was. Because it is the truth. But you um, know. <laughs> and so then for a black lawyer named Kamala Harris to on that day meet that threshold and become our Madam Vice President elect, it was serendipitous. And <sighs> also on election day, I took a I took a little friend with me to the polls. Mm-hmm. A little friend by the name of Shirley Chisholm. She was right here on my jacket. How about that? Unbought and unbossed. How about that? Shirley being the first black person of any gender, male mm-hmm. or female, Dustin, to run for uh, a major party's nomination for the presidency. And Shirley did that back in 1972. Um, and Shirley also said this, and I, I want to get the audio for this. Shirley said this in an interview that many people um, are not aware of, Dustin, but she said that before this country gets a woman president, it will require a woman be vice president. I believe that before a woman can become president of this country, uh, a woman has to be a vice president, first of all, uh-huh. so that we will get used to the idea of a woman uh, ascending that high office. That's what I believe. I, don't I know. see. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because, and this is just the, the insight of the great Shirley Chisholm, she knew as the first black woman to be elected to Congress, shout out to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, she knew that the nation's... Uh, optical ideal of president was so white Mm -hmm. and so male that in order for them to see a woman of Mm -hmm. any color in that oval office in the primary seat, they needed to ease themselves into it by seeing a woman at the side of the president. A soft a soft pitch. Yeah. (laughs) And and my God, Shirley was right. Mm-hmm. And here we are with Kamala. And, and as she said so eloquently when she accepted the reality that mm-hmm. she is now our VP elect, she said, I am the first woman in this space, but I shall not be the last. Yep. And that's just what my, my emotions took me through right then, Dustin. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. It's some emotional shit, you know, just to keep it all the way a buck. Like you said, mm-hmm. it is emotional because we have experienced the other spec, the other end of the spectrum of emotions mm-hmm. for the past four years, really forever. Yeah. But especially it's been heightened um, in visibility and much more blatant over the past four years. And so to see this pivot again, it yeah. just felt so damn good. And then the MVP mm-hmm. walked out to MJB. And so, so many folks that, got that wrong. And, and, and we, not Van we? Jones. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there, Van, because you had one job, okay? (laughs) And I loved, and shout out to Van. Van and I have been on many panels together. Mm -hmm. It's all love with Van, and Mm -hmm. I know Van really takes the work of the culture very seriously. Yes, he does. But it was was so much shits and giggles, Dustin, when good brother Van said, "Uh, I'm about to break, I'm about to decode this for (laughs) y'all. I'm about to break it down because y'all didn't even know what was going on at play. Yep, yep. And then you hit us with the Beyonce. And it was Mary J. Blige. And it was very much Mary J. Blige, which was actually... Very intentional by Kamala. Who... The lyrics to the song, just because the length of your hair ain't long and they often criticize you about your skin tone. Because Kamala knows how she is perceived. This yep. woman is a woman of brilliance. Yep. Um, and you don't come out of Howard when she did yes. and not be aware of that. And that's the other thing. It would have been actually too a too typical. Mm-hmm. No no disrespect to Queen B, of, of course. Of course not. We ain't Never crazy that. now. <laughs> no, yeah. We ain't crazy. Uh-uh. <laughs> um but it says something different when you go into the cultural juggernaut mm-hmm. that is Mary J. Blige. Come on now. Whose whole brand is resilient come and rising on. up and going through the darkest of dark yep. to come out at the lightest of light. Yes, Lord. Now this woman is a whole Oscar-nominated actress. Are you A-list? All them damn Are Grammys you serious? And star on the walk of fame. For what she came from? Mary J. Blige. Come on now. 
You know, Come Mary means a lot to me. Yeah. I'm sure she does to you guys. Yeah, she's, too. Like just, she's literally my favorite. First singer. of all, all I'm gonna give you is a Mary J. Two step. That's, that's it. all I that's got. That's it. That's it. Damn it. Okay, boots or not, I'm moving that <laughs> way. But but for her to walk yeah. out to that, it just to, to me it was poetic. It was a full circle moment as a fan of Mary J. Blige's music and as someone who was overjoyed totally. to see Kamala Harris walking on that stage. In that beautiful winter white. Oh, my God. Don't even get and me started. And I have a confession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my confession. Um, your friend Ebony might have went online and they got her a little suit. suit. <laughs> I might have bought me a little suit because one, one day, I'm not going to say when, but a bitch might have an announcement. How about that? How about that? Listen to me. But I'm serious. I really just, I mean, not that it's never crossed my mind, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But but something about visually seeing it, It Dustin, makes it real. It felt so real. Yeah. I was like, let me refresh. I've been looking at this suit yeah. for two months. Okay. Really? I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It was this, this one suit. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I, I don't wear suits anymore. You know, da 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 uh-huh. I'm like, well, I might need to pull it's a suit out the that. closet. Okay, what day is it coming? Okay. I ain't going to tell you. There you go. <laughs> It was just such a good thing to see. I'm also excited about seeing those moving trucks in front of 1600 <laughs> Black Lives Matter Plaza. Yeah. Yes, because okay? that's what it is. Get it all. Tell Baron, get them big-ass tennis shoes and get all that shit out there. All of y'all got to go. Baron, you too. All of you Melania's got to go. Ass. Make sure she got that jacket with that. What she have on the back of that coat? I really don't care. I don't do care. You? Yeah. Uh-huh. So. You don't care. Way out. Go on and Go on and move. And actually, go ahead and put that back on. It was camo anyway. That's so right. You yep, move, so you can blend on in. Blend on, on in. Yeah. So, I love it. The, Dustin, do you have any concerns? Because I know a lot of folks are celebrating, rightfully so. But mm-hmm. we know there's a potential, not a potential, it's going to be a recount in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, lawsuits are going to continue to be filed to to the recording of this episode of Holding Court. Trump has not conceded shit. Yeah. Do you have concerns? Well, No. And I'm going to tell you why. This was expected. This was an expected response to me from uh, Donald Trump. He's being a fucking Karen. That's what he's doing. He's asking to speak to the manager. You know what I'm saying? That's literally what he's doing. He's being a Karen. So, you know, Karens are going Karen. And that's exactly what he's doing. Um, I am not concerned. This was not. and, and, And for someone who... It just is so much sweeter because we all know that uh, Donald Trump is numbers driven. Mm-hmm. He loves talking about look at the numbers. Well, let's really look at the numbers. Yeah. You didn't just lose. When it comes to that electoral college that y'all love so much, the mm-hmm. same one that got your ass in the White House is getting your ass out. You got love your it. ass whipped Listen. in front of the whole entire world. So speaking of of Joe and Kamala, as they start uh, this administration in January, mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about what their first hundred days are, are anticipated to look like. Now, yeah. we know first and foremost, coronavirus. They've yes. spoken about it. Uh, the task force, as we speak, is already uh, being formed, yes. which is wonderful. They got to fix that. And that's deeply important to the culture because yep. like most health things, we are disproportionately impacted. Yes. So shout out to the coronavirus task force that's already at work. Beyond that, though, I want to ask you, Dustin, what do you because th- there is a mandate mm-hmm. and I was very happy to hear Joe Biden articulate it when he spoke the night that he reached the 270. And Joe Biden said, I want to thank Hispanics and Asians and white people and Native Americans and in trans communities. He's, he's, he went down to the list and then he said. And especially for those moments where this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. You've always had my back. African American community had my back, yep. as they always do. You better know it. So I was happy because now 
I, I ain't got to send him a text. Joe, no. <laughs> yeah. There is a mandate on my administration from day one to deliver to black America because they put me in this White House. Period. And, and let's be very clear. Had he picked Amy Klobuchar, mm-hmm. had he picked Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. had, no shade to none of them. Mm-hmm. He would not be president-elect, and Joe Biden knows this. Joe Biden knows it had to be Kamala on that ticket. Mm-hmm. I saw a great stat over the weekend, uh, Dustin. The Democrats in national office are 3 Wow. This century with a black candidate on the ticket. Wow. Obama, Obama, Kamala. Yep. When there is no black presence on that ticket, ain't no they ticket. are zero. It ain't no damn ticket. <laughs> they're zero three. And that goes back to uh, your boy Bush. Gore. And I don't even remember. Right. I don't even know who Gore's vice president was. It was a wasted pick, yeah. clearly. Then you had Kerry and, and, <laughs> and sinking ass John Edwards. And I can say that because he went to my school and was just a hot ass hoish mess. Come on. That I was love a wasted pick. Um, <laughs> I love this. Whack ass. <laughs> and then um, Hillary and Tim Kaine's old yep. stale ass. Yep. So. Don't do that, yep. Dems. I, I think the message is clear. Very clear. You must put, I think there's a mandate. Put black, bet on black. Bet all, and the word, the phrase is always <laughs> bet on black. <laughs> Not sometimes. Okay? Always. Always bet on black. So with this mandate, now that I'm done with my rant, my question, mm-hmm. I had a question. Uh, what do you want post after coronavirus is handled? Some people are saying it needs to be criminal justice reform. Some people are saying it needs to be um, housing and mm-hmm. and getting and, and and bridging the wealth gap of mm-hmm. our country and making more black folks homeowners and closing our student loan debts and things like this. What does Dustin Ross want to see first from a Biden Harris administration? Okay, so I believe, and this is where this answer is coming from. Right, mm-hmm. their victory um, created a a space where our nation is going to start to heal. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that will specifically speak to that will be police reform. That is where the focus needs to be. We just finished discussing uh, the George Floyd case and how these four officers are being tried as one. Every The criminal justice reform in general, but specifically mm-hmm. police reform. I like that. Police reform. Yeah. Because we have to feel safe in our communities and we have to reimagine what that safety looks like. Yeah, and feel safe in our country. And I'm going to say that's really genius because both Kamala and Joe's chief criticism mm-hmm. from black folk during mm-hmm. this election were both around their contribution to uh, shitty policing of black America. Yeah. Uh, the shout crime out to, deal. Right. Sh- sh- you know, Joe Biden and, and, and his complicitness and, and advocacy yes. of the 94 crime bill, which, you know, shout out to Congressman Cedric Richmond. Broke that all the way broke down. Broke it all the way down brilliantly and educated us even on yes. some details. Um, but the bad parts were bad parts. Th- three strikes. It's fathers, husbands, brothers in jail right now. Because of that. Because of a bullshit third conviction. But because Bill Clinton and uh, a slate of co-conspirators decided on three strikes, our community still feels that. So that's that's Biden. Then we got Sora Kamala. Mm-hmm. Love Kamala. Wrote Kamala in actually in 2016 because I live in New York and I could. So don't come for me. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I said, I'm going to write in the most qualified person I know for the presidency. Yep. And they have to be my sore. Yeah. But she is not beyond reproach. Yeah. She is not beyond reproach, Dustin. And there are legitimate critiques of her record as a prosecutor. She did some great things. She did some not so great things. This will actually be an opportunity for Biden and Kamala to 
Right Make amends. Wrongs. Right the wrongs. Yeah. Make an amends. You said you you know better and you'll do better. Now you're positioned to do better. Let me tell you something. There were several conversations going on before, prior to them winning this office, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was somewhat of a distraction to our bigger job at the time. Well, we've done that job. They Correct. are in office. So now it's time to entertain all of those parts of the conversation yep. that we had to kind of sideline for a second. So you right. damn right. We're holding all four of those feet to the fire, oh, okay? Look. Both of his and both of hers. We're holding them to yeah. the fire. Yeah. Clean up what you messed up. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and and show us better than you told us on Please. the campaign show. Yeah, it's we, time. Yeah, the rhetoric is done yeah. to your point. Uh, time to talk. Done. Time to walk. Walk it like you talk it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, I love that. The last thing I'll say is important to me, and I said this in, <clears throat> in the Instagram video. Uh, they got to get these Senate seats, Dustin. We So, Georgia, you got one job. Those runoff elections, yeah. that's it. And please deliver on both. Don't don't get comfortable. And I, I hate to put it all on Georgia because shout out to Stacey Abrams. That queen oh my did the damn thing. You oh talk about taking. And somebody else could have just sat in their feelings. Yeah. Right? You know what? They stole this election from me, and they did. Uh, you know, they, they don't appreciate. They don't even deserve me because I really we don't. The nation doesn't deserve Stacey Abrams. But that woman put her ego to the side. And, and she put worked. the interest of our people first. And she worked her ass off. Was it over 800,000 voters? Over 800,000. Jesus Christ. And the impact is beyond even Georgia, too. I mean, it's the localized there in a huge way. But fair fight, I mean, that was national. National. That, that was, you know, I interviewed Stacey twice during this campaign, Dustin. She did an Amazon. That was a massive rollout from Amazon Prime of her documentary. Mm-hmm. It's just all in. Like, it was just dope. It was national, and it made a difference. And look at it. It literally made a difference. It made a difference. And now, Georgia, you get to do it again. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Let's go ahead and deliver a Senate that will allow for Joe and Kamala to To do do what they need to do. Don't put them in a position to be handicapped by Mitch McConnell's Senate. And that's what it will be. Yep. Literally. His ass is, is the chief obstructor. We have seen it. So we know it. So we know it. So there's an obligation there to vote to support the other two people that we put in office. That's right. We didn't took out the trash, and it was a lot of it. So now it's time to get their work done, and they need that support of the Senate. They absolutely have to. Um, I, I I can't stress it enough. Our work is not done. If they get that Senate— Because we just— I, I, We can't afford it. Yeah, we have uh, to. Because then, if we have the White House, we have— the Senate, and we have the House. And when I say we, you know, I'm not even a registered Democrat. I ain't even about that. No, I'm talking about being on the right side of this thing and being best positioned to activate and advocate for black first-class citizenship because I contend, Dustin, we've never had it. Ever. We've never had it. Ever. This is actually a real opportunity to get it. Real progress. And I'm actually going to leave that right there. Uh Shout out also to first-time Congresswoman Cori Bush. Yes. I love this woman. Watch this woman, y'all. She is the first black Congresswoman in Missouri history. And as I told Cori behind closed doors, uh, Congress is the beginning for this sister. Wow. This is a type of... Y'all watch Cori Bush. I love to see it. Love to see I'm it. Just, I don't even want to spill too much tea. Watch Cori Bush. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting chills. Listen, y'all, thank you so much for listening uh, to Holding Court. Please, y'all, follow us, subscribe. We're climbing these charts. This must be what Big Sean feel like. Like every okay. week when we drop, I okay. feel like we climbing the charts. So uh, y'all continue to subscribe. Tell your friends. Help us continue to get the word out about this podcast. Check out the episode notes, y'all. We put links in there to, to further inform everything we talk 
talk about in the episode, we build on it in those notes. We Check got them receipts. out. Yeah, we're we, we going to give them to you. Okay. Uh, Holding Court, listen, it comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. It's presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Our sound engineers and editors for this episode were Fayla Davis and Dennis Orenbeckoff. Join us again next Wednesday when we hold court. Now, in the meantime, spread knowledge and love. Wear your mask. Wear a mask. Not the Rona. That's right. <laughs> you.